Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Linda Smith, who is with the Shoreline Soup Kitchen and Food Pantry. Linda, welcome. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm Hi. very good. How are you, Pete? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. Nice, to, nice to see you in studio. Thanks yeah. for coming down tonight. Yeah, very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Usually when you and I see each other, we're usually hanging out at a food drive together. Uh, lugging 50-pound containers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, Lynn, tell us a little bit about the Shoreline Soup Kitchen and food pantry and exactly what you guys do. All right, okay, well the, the Shoreline Soup Kitchen started in um, 1989. Okay. And um, so it's 32 years old. It started in the town of Essex, the First Baptist Church of Essex. Um, a group of people had noticed that there was people dumpster diving. Ooh. And um, so they decided to open a soup kitchen. They wanted to have a hot meal. Um, offered for people and there was you know when they were going around talking about it to people and um, going to different stores looking for donations right. to have this first meal uh, there was a lot of flack yeah. a lot of flack in both Essex and Old Saybrook people just kept saying you know if you start opening a soup, ki soup kitchen it's going to um, bring people in it's yeah. going to bring problems in. we don't have any poverty in the shoreline and um, which, uh, of course, mm. isn't very true. Okay. And um, so they they did it anyway, and they opened their their doors, and it just blew up from there. Um, the need was so great, it just kept growing, and we now have nine soup kitchens. Okay. Um, which we call meal sites, okay. but it's a soup kitchen. Right. Um, and four, uh, five pantries. Okay. Where we serve groceries. All right. Um, the Clinton Pantry has been around um, 17 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, just about 17, 18 years, somewhere in there. Um, and I've been with it, it, the first 10 months I wasn't at the pantry. Right. I came 10 months later. So I've been with it for 17 years. Oh. You like it? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I guess I wouldn't have stayed 17 years if exactly. I didn't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what can people expect to f see and do when they come to the when they come to the pantry for oh, a donation? Okay. Well, when we first started, um, when I first started 17 years ago, yep. there was only there was under 25 guests, ah. under, under 25, okay. and we would hand them bags of groceries. Then Feeding America, the Feeding America program sure. decided that that was not feasible, that everybody in the country was handing out groceries in their pantries. And they said it's not feasible, that there's too much waste. You're giving people peanut butter that they're allergic to nuts, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So they wanted us to go full choice. So um, I had been at the pantry for about a month when I switched it over to full choice. So we took tables in the church hall set up tables all around so that people could follow a flow. Mm. And the volunteers were on one side, the guests were on the other. And we set it up like a grocery store on the tables. So this was the cereal category, this is the, the peanut butter category, yep. this is the, the canned fruit category. And people could come in and choose. And if they didn't want peanut butter because they're allergic to it, they didn't have to take it. They could choose the type of cereal they wanted. Okay. Um, and that happened all over throughout the country. So just about 17 years ago, the whole country s tried to switch over to full what they call full choice. Mm 
Um, then COVID hit. Yeah. And we could no longer let the people in the doors. All of a sudden, boom, we know how fast COVID hit. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just, we had to think fast and on our feet. And within a week, we were up, we didn't shut down at all. We yeah. didn't shut down at all. We went from serving the people inside the next week. Um, we were pre-bagging the groceries again, so right. nobody gets any choice. We bring the groceries outside, put them on a table. The cars drive up. They get out of their cars, pick up their bags of groceries, and go on their way, and the next car drives up. Ah. Now, the requirements are they have to have masks on, we have to have masks on. Right. And um, we're supposed to back off. When the, when the people get out of their car, we're supposed to back off. We're on one side of the table, right. they're on the other, um, to all be COVID safe. Absolutely. And but, is it still um, that way? It is. It is. Um, and it's going to be there that way for a long time. Our numbers, we were serving pre-COVID. We had gone, remember I said we were originally doing under 25 mm -hmm. families. Right. Um, two years ago, we were doing 130 families. We had jumped that high. Wow. Now, we have done up to 300 and a little over. So our numbers right now are averaging around 230 families mm -hmm. uh, a week. And it's too many people. We can't, even without COVID, say COVID were gone and completely over. Right. We can't bring them in. It's too many people. Right. It's just our numbers have to come down right. before we can go. I figure they have to go down to about 160 families okay. before we can let them back in. So... Um, but things aren't good. No. They were starting to get good, like the end of September, it was starting to look, our numbers were, were going down and below 200, and mm -hmm. then they zoomed up again. Of course they did. So. Of course they but. did. Now, as far, now you and I have worked together on many food drives. Yeah, we sure have. We sure, we sure have. <laughs> we sure, absolutely. <laughs> now, when, Let's talk about the, the, the way food drive to work, especially with the local organizations who run food drives that you guys yep. partner with. Yep. Let's talk about that. Um, people will call me up and um, ask if they can do a food drive for me, or I try to encourage people to do food drives. Sure. They have to go to the stop and shop get or the grocery store, yep. get permission from the manager. Mm -hmm. Um, then I arrange our truck. We have a truck at the Shoreline Soup Kitchen. Yes. Um, as you well know. And I think we know the driver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we know the driver. Hmm. He's in the audience today. He is. <laughs> um, so I arrange the truck mm -hmm. and we'll have it on a Saturday or Sunday usually. Sometimes right. it'll be on like Good Friday. We'll have a group that will do it. Right. Um, but usually it's on the weekends from 9 to 1 or 10 right. to 2 or whatever. Absolutely. And they get the volunteers. The group will get the volunteers. Mm -hmm. And um, as you know, you're always one of the volunteers oh, oh yeah. out there. Absolutely. Um, and they man a table and people donate to them. They pass out flyers and uh, collect the donations, put the donations in the truck. Mm -hmm. I love it when it, before COVID, we were allowed to put the truck at the stop and shop. Yes. Right up in the fire lane, which That's was right. really, really nice. Exactly. Made it really convenient, but now the stop and shop is a little gun shy. Yeah. And um, I keep saying stop and shop, but there's other pantries that, there's other um, grocery stores that have food drives too. That's right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then we all hop in and 
take our cars over to the pantry and mm -hmm. unload it and weigh it. And weights are very important at the pantry. Oh, absolutely. The, um, um, the government requires that we take inventory every month so that we know exactly how much food went out the door. So everything that comes in the door, any if you donate a box of cereal, I have to weigh it and record it. Right. And so all the donations are recorded, everything that comes in the door. Mm -hmm. And then we do an inventory so we know once a month, so we know exactly how much went out the door every month. Okay. And all these stats are reported to the government. Okay. The, um, the Connecticut Food Share is, yep. Um, used to be the Connecticut Food Bank and yep. now Connecticut Food, Food Share. Share. They are members of Feeding America. Okay. So they have to meet all the government regulations. Right. So um, I'm digressing. I'm probably no, getting no, on that. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> Go, no. But um, people, uh, the, the Feeding America mm -hmm. gets money and free food from the government. Okay. And in turn, it's passed on to the Connecticut Food Share. We are members of Connecticut Food Share and must abide by their laws and rules. Uh -huh. Their laws and rules are all governed by Feeding America's laws and rules, which are governed by the, the government's laws right. and rules. Um, also, the state donates whatever they're donating. They have um, a program that's called SNAP. Yep, sure. Um, and Connecticut NAP, Connecticut NAP is a division of that where they give food to the food bank and the food bank gives food to us. Okay. So we actually get free foods from the state and from the government through the Connecticut Food Share. Really? Yep. We have um, approximately 50% of all the foods we get are donated. Right. 30% um, are, no, 40%, 40% are from um, Connecticut Food Share. Ah. And um, sometimes we have to pay for Connecticut sh Food Share food. Right. Sometimes it's food that's been donated and we have to pay a small minimal fee right. for uh, their overhead. Right. But basically I can get a couple thousand pounds, I usually get maybe 4,000, 5,000 pounds from the Connecticut Food Bank oh, wow. Food Share every week. And um, my bill is phenomenally low. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm assuming when you guys get your do when you guys get your donations, and not only do you do, you do inventory, but I'm assuming you also go in and check expiration dates on. Absolutely. On, pro on, Absolutely. on product. Yes, yes. Um, I'm food safety manager tra trained. Okay. So um, I'm very strict. Right. I'm tough. I will allow a little bit past expiration, but not a lot. No. Um, packaged food, three months, that's it. It's out. If it's in a package, I won't keep it. Right. And I know it's probably still good. No. But you don't want a chance. I'm also worried, also worried about the dignity of people. Yeah. If they're getting two-year-old vegetables, canned vegetables that are out of date for two years. Right. That's like, oh, that's, it's just very undignified. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, there's a lot of arguments about food waste, but I do, we do waste food. We Absolutely. do have to throw some out by dates, absolutely. And you guys do that mm -hmm. probably pretty regularly? Absolutely, everything that comes in that door, everything that comes in the door. The, um, the truck driver that we talked about, mm -hmm. <laughs> 
he's in charge of the pantry. He's the, the, the pantry person. Okay. And his job is to check all the dates. And he has some helpers, and he checks all the dates and shelves all the food. <laughs> Linda Smith, would you mind sticking around for another segment? Sure. All right, Absolutely. we'll be right back. Dad? Just one minute, okay? Hey, Bobo, do trees tell each other stories? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, why don't we go find out? Listen. Do clouds take naps? I couldn't tell you. Pictures? I don't have an answer for that. Dad, do stars visit their friends? Look! Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Lynn Smith from the Shoreline Soup Kitchen Food Pantry. Lynn, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so let's open up this segment because not only do you guys do food drives to get food, uh, from what I understand, there's also community gardens involved. Yes, Let's talk absolutely. about them. Uh, we have they? We have two main community gardens. Okay. Um, Food for All um, Garden, sure. which is uh, located over at the Holy Advent Church, and the St. Mary's Garden, mm -hmm. which is, there's actually... Uh, there's two. Th yeah, there's actually two, <laughs> um, and they're located near St. Mary's Church, yep. and they're run by the parishioners of St. Mary's. Exactly. And the produce they, they grow is just absolutely amazing. It's so much beautiful produce. Oh, yeah. And I hate this time of year when it's over, when it's yeah. just, oh, I hate that. And now we have to purchase our produce. Right. So I have a budget that I work with. Mm -hmm. um, according to each pantry has a different budget according oh. to uh, how big they are. Right. So I have a budget that I have to keep within. Mm -hmm. And I purchase from a produce wholesaler. Okay. So, um, I try to purchase around five or six items every week now that produce season's over. Right. So that um, I also purchase eggs. Um, they have eggs every single week. Okay. So all through the year, we always give out eggs um, and the produce all year round, right. either from the gardens or we purchase. Yeah. Um, we also give out meat. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the local grocery stores through Connecticut Food Share sure. um, have a contract with them. Uh, their meat that has, at 12 o'clock, it says expires by. Right. They take it, they put it in the freezer, and freeze save it. it for us. Yeah, there you go. And it's, yep. it's obviously still good. It's still good. Absolutely. So um, that's a real nice program. Absolutely. Um, our budget, we have... Um, like I said, 50% are donations. That yep. includes food drives. And um, then the 40% the that I said comes from, um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Totally lost it. That's okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Not, not, not so I'll, not, not so we'll talk about the, let's go back and talk about as far as with the food drives and as far as the donation site, where on Wednesdays, where are you guys? Oh, okay. We're located at the First Church of Christ, 55 Church Street in Clinton. Yeah. Um, we open at 3.30, okay. 3.30 to 6 is our distribution time. So okay. during that period between 3.30 and 6, we are giving out 240 families worth of groceries. There's oh that many cars driving through and it's just, it's really, uh, it's a symphony. It yeah. works, it works. Absolutely. Now the volunteers, we have over 40 volunteers. I think the last time I counted, we had 45 volunteers. Okay. Um, just at the Clinton Pantry. So um, we have different shifts. We have the first shift, which is on Monday, and Monday morning, they make all the bags. They, we double bag all the bags, get them all opened and ready. Yep. Then Wednesday morning, we start at nine o'clock, and we have a very big contributor that donates every Wednesday at nine o'clock. So we wait for him to come in, and um, he's somebody you're familiar with. Mm. <laughs> Somebody the truck driver is familiar with too. Yes. <laughs> hmm. one. I wonder whom. So he usually comes in with a big donation. Right. Um, and we start packing the bags. So all the grocery bags, it's a train. We put them on, um, we have these big rolling carts. We yep. put four bags, grocery bags on a cart, roll them around into the pantry and um, according to the menu for that week, they're packed. So um, a typical family will get at least three days worth of groceries. Oh, okay. So when I make up the menu, that's important right. that I keep that in mind. And I have guidelines set by the government for what needs to be given. Unfortunately, when we're making bags, we can't distinguish for, from how many people. No. So that kind of, that's kind of lousy. So a family of six is getting the same groceries as a family of two. Right. But there's nothing we can do about it during right. COVID. You, you can't definitely. You can't fight it. So back on Wednesdays, um, we packed the grocery bags. We have a lot of deliveries. Yep. Uh, we have uh, bag deliveries. We have the produce deliveries. We have the Connecticut Food Bank deliveries, which is our truck that has gone to the Connecticut Food Share, mm -hmm. picked up what I've ordered online okay. and brought it in. Um, then that shift is dealing with bringing in a lot of the trucks and um, sorting that food. And then in the afternoon, we have a shift that packs the grocery bags. Okay. So this week, we're going to pack 265 bags of groceries and 265 bags of produce. So it's a lot, it's a it lot is. of work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in the afternoon, the produce people will pack the 265 produce bags. Absolutely. And then at three o'clock we start, we start bringing the bags outside, bearing good weather. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. We have, we've done it in the rain, we've done it in the snow, we've done it in bad weather, but um, it gets pretty cold in the winter. Yeah because we're out there for three hours. It's a long time. Now, are you guys there year-round? Yes, yes, yep. Um, 
we close one, two weeks in the summer for the church fair. Right. They need the space, so oh, yeah. we close for two weeks in the summer. And we close between Christmas and New Year's. Be close to the week. Yep, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Now, do people have, when they come, what's the, they basically drive up, you put groceries around the, on the table, drive up, get out of the car, get the bag, close the trunk, and beat it. And get yeah, out. Except there is a registration process. I was going to say, oh, all right, well, let's, okay. let's talk about it. Um, before they get to us in the driveway, there's a registration woman. Okay. And it's not you. Not me. Okay. No, no. And it's not the truck driver. Not the truck driver, right. no. There's a, a registration woman that goes up to each and every car. Okay. And they must register. They have to fill out certain forms for the government mm -hmm. in order to meet the guidelines. Right. Uh, for the food bank in order to meet their guidelines. Yeah. And for the state of Connecticut in order to meet their guidelines. So they have to attest that they fit within a, a certain budget, um, within a, a certain income level. They have to attest to it. But we don't require any proof. Okay. They do have to prove where they live. Okay. At the Shoreline Soup Kitchens, you have to live within 11 towns. Okay. We have an 11-town area that we cover. Okay. And you do need to live within the 11 towns. Um, right now, during COVID, we're allowing out-of-towners. Uh, we are allowing people out of the 11 towns. But typically, pre-COVID, we weren't. And when we, we will go back to that again someday. Um, but we just felt it's an emergency situation. We're going to feed anybody that needs it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the registration person checks, does all this paperwork. Mm -hmm. When you first come in, she'll give you all that paperwork, explain it to you. She speaks Spanish. We do have a lot of Spanish clientele. Right. Um, and she has her paperwork in Spanish. She'll send you home. She'll give you your groceries. She'll, she'll pass you along, let you have your groceries, but tell you that next week you have to come in with your paperwork. Yeah. When you come in with your paperwork, you're given a number, and that's your number. It's on a card. You have to bring that card with you every week from then on. Okay. So the next time you come in, you bring your card. You just show her your number. She marks you off on her chart, mm -hmm. and you go through the line. So it's a speedy process once you're registered. Now, what happens if you forget your number? Oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, she, I know, I know, right. I know. Um, people forget one woman. Oh, she, no. <laughs> they like to put their numbers on their side window. Right. She put it there, and it fell down. She can't get it out. It's stuck between. Oh, no. At least her window's still working. Yeah, there you, hey, there you go. There you go. But uh, no, we she can check by name also. Oh, can you? Uh, yeah, yeah. She has two registrations, once by number, once by name. So oh, okay. if you forget your number and you can't remember what the number is, a lot of people come, it's on their cell phones. Yep. And they'll show it to you, 146 or right. whatever their number is. Right. Uh, <clears throat> then um, a lot of times there's more than one family in a car. Mm -hmm. That's very often that people car full. Right. So say there's three numbers in one car. So yeah. she'll pass, she'll, she'll turn to uh, the gentleman that's directing traffic and she'll say three. That means there's three families, there's three in, that families in that car. He signals to the people on the table, three families coming. Yeah. And then they'll send the car through and then they know enough to put up groceries for, for three. three. 
for three yeah. people, yeah. Three, three families in, yeah. in one vehicle. Right, right. And sometimes there'll be four people, four families in a car, Ooh. and the car's loaded to begin with, and then we're giving out three bags of groceries per family, because right. one produce, one grocery, one meat and eggs. Right. And so we're giving out 12 bags. Where are we gonna fit them? Uh, right, <laughs> where are they going? You, there's no room. Right. There's no room at the inn. The inn is empty. Yeah. The inn is full. They get them in. They get they get their groceries in. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. You guys are a very busy organization. You're it is. Very it really is. Organization yeah. Too. Now I said that we had uh, nine soup kitchens. Only seven are operating right now. Okay. Two are still not operating because of the COVID situation. Right. Absolutely. But we do have seven up and running, and they're not. You can't go in and sit down. Right. You. It's grab and go. Right. So um, I think they're frozen dinners, but I'm not positive. Are they? I don't okay. know. I don't know, but they are grab and go anyway. Okay. And I, speaking of grab and go and food, I realized that the short, the Estuary Council of Seniors also does. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That's right. Yep. But you have to be a senior for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Th this, this you don't. Right. Right. Yes, you know. And if people want more, we're about to run out of time, but, but if people want more information on the Shoreline Soup Kitchen and Food plant Pantry, where are they going? Well, Shoreline Soup Kitchens and Pantries, plural, dot org. Okay. And all um, the information's on the website? Yeah. Yeah. And um, then our phone number, I guess I can give that off. Sure, uh, go for it. Yeah. 860-388-1988. All right. That's our phone number. There you go. Well, Lynn Smith from the Sterling Soup Kitchen and Food Pantry, thanks for some time, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Pete. Thanks, Thank you Lynn. very much for having Thank me. You. Thank you. On behalf of Lynn Smith, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.